Hey there, freedom lovers. Kurt Mercadante here. This is the Freedom Media Network. Whether you're listening to the audio version on our podcast or watching here on video on freedommedianetwork.com, welcome. If you're a first-time visitor, viewer, listener, welcome for the first time. If you're someone who's returning and have watched or listened before, welcome back. Now, as you may have heard me talk about uh, on past episodes, we have something called the Freedom Circle. Now, the Freedom Circle is our private membership group for men, and we bring incredible guest experts like the one you're going to hear from today, Jonathan Rickard. If you're interested in learning more about the Freedom Circle, go to freedommedianetwork.com. Now, today's episode is from a recent presentation and workshop in which we had Jonathan come into the Freedom Circle. Now, Jonathan, he'll describe who he is today. He's a yoga instructor, health coach, biohacker. He's also a practitioner with what's called the New Vision Holographic Health and Wellness Scan, which is what today's episode is all about. Now, as you're listening along and you want to see what Jonathan is sharing on his screen, go over to freedommedianetwork.com. Maybe you're watching this on video. You don't have to follow these instructions, but go on. Now, in our very next episode, we're going to continue with part two of our presentation with Jonathan, and he's going to share some case studies. So come on over, watch the video if you're listening on the audio podcast. Now, this New Vision a holographic health and wellness scan is based on the holographic principle of the universe. This isn't metaphysical out there stuff. Stephen Hawking wrote about this in his very final paper before he passed away. Jonathan talks more about that as well, but you learn about the holographic health and wellness screening. Come over to freedommedianetwork.com. We'll have links where you can learn how you can get one for yourself. Now, without further ado, here's part one of our presentation by Jonathan Rickert on holographic health and wellness screenings. This is a little bit about me. Um, I have two sites that I basically manage. Kurt mentioned awarenessascending.com. This is um, sort of a learning platform for learning about uh, the various aspects of awakening and Kurt mentioned meditation, and I actually, one of the, the other thing that I do with clients is I use a technique called neuromeditation, where we actually measure brain waves in real time, and we match them against uh, meditators who are long-term meditators in a specific style to achieve specific outcomes, because uh, meditation is just such a messy word. We have a lot of messy words these days. It's it is defined differently by so many different people, but uh, basically it's mental training for a specific outcome. Um, and I can talk a lot about that later, but that's one of the things that I do. I do these holographic field scans for people, which uh, is an iteration on my long standing history as a health coach and a biofield health coach. And um, what ran concurrent with that uh, work as a health coach was. Um, a podcast that I'd started years ago called the Quantum Yoga Podcast that focused on the, the science behind consciousness and how it intersects with uh, the subtle energy of the body. And so all of that stuff is available for free at Awareness Ascending. I think there's 60 episodes. There's some people on there that you may have heard of, like Bruce Lipton um, was probably the most popular guest. But these are mostly scientists that are are measuring things in the lab. And and so that that was a big interest for me was how do I 
Um, how do I make sense of what can be measured um, that's not just theoretical? And there's a lot that's been done, but it just doesn't fit into the way the world works. It doesn't fit into how um, our health and healing system exists today. Uh, you know, I imagine Kirsch probably spoken a little bit about this, but you know, the we basically live in a pharmaceuticalized medical um, establishment, and anything that isn't part of that establishment is seen as a threat. And so there doesn't mean because people haven't heard of alternatives that alternatives aren't viable. Uh, it's it just is really more of a testament to how well uh, the pharmaceutical system has destroyed its competitors. So they're really good at that. Um, but the holographic field system is uh, is is really b kind of blow my mind. Um, so this is it, the technology called New Vision, and it's based on a couple of physics principles. I'm going to try to uh, succinctly address so that it makes sense. Because usually, what happens when I when I do a client session, we do this session, and people are blown away by the level of detail that they get, uh, the answers that they get to specific questions or problems or issues or obstacles that they're having. Um, and then they go, well, how does it work? Like, this is crazy. How does it work? So I'm going to try to address that how does it work question first. And so Kurt mentioned holography. And holography is a pretty long-standing concept at this point, maybe 60, 70 years old. And it um, a great book that, you know, he was holding up the holographic universe kind of uh, summarizes the origin story of this holographic field principle. But um, we're using that holographic field principle to scan a person's field. And I'll explain a little bit more about how that works in a second. Um, and then the second thing that it will do is once your field is scanned, it's essentially comparing uh, your scan against 50,000 data points that it has in its system. And those data points range from physical dysfunctions, diseases, uh, physiological conditions, body parts that are affected, uh, medications, nutraceuticals, uh, you name it, any type of intervention therapy. But it'll scan the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, and uh, for lack of a better word, the spiritual body, you know, more specifically, it's probably the astral component of the body, which is like one level subtler than the mental body. Um, so it'll scan all that and it will compare those things together and rank order everything based on resonance. And then the third thing that it can do after this sort of diagnostic component is if there is a therapy or a solution within the database, we can actually send the information of those, of those therapies to a person's hologram. And when the hologram receives that information, it's like a piece of code that um, instantly gets absorbed or written into a person's operating system. And the moment that happens, it's mirrored immediately in their physical body because the universe is holographic and and i'll explain a little bit more how holography works in the next in the next slide but the history of this device is that um about 15 years ago there was a 
a, uh, a few MIT engineers that were working for the tulip industry in the Netherlands. And this is, sounds bizarre, but this is how it came about. And if anybody knows anything about the tulip industry, you know how big that is in the Netherlands and how big it used to be. Uh, so they are trying to maximize crop yield and essentially minimize the amount of critters that they're killing in the fields as they go through the harvest. So these guys devise this software program. And this is what, it's not a hardware device, it's a software device. And they set frequencies to the fields, the GPS coordinates of the fields, telling the r rabbits and the rodents don't live here. And it worked. And so uh, they, it's like, go live somewhere else and stay away. So that continued on for a number of years in a naturopath in the U.S., Gwen Foster, she licenses technology for uh, health and wellness. So that's sort of the background of the software. But um, in the book, The Holographic Universe, you'll you'll if you were to read that, you really only need to read like the first couple of chapters to kind of get what the principle is. And it was a convergence of Carl Pribram's work, who was a famous neurophysiologist, and David Bohm, who was a famous uh, quantum physicist, kind of separately proposed these ideas and then learned about each other's papers and started collaborating on that work. And it continued, that collaboration kind of continued, and David Bohm ended up writing a book about it called Wholeness in the Implicate Order, which is a phenomenal book. Uh, but it's essentially his, um, you know, opus work at the end of his life for explaining the integration of the holographic field and how it integrates quantum physics and classical physics together. So it's sort of a unity uh, principle. Uh, but, you know, you can see this Star Wars kind of image right here in the center. And most people think of a hologram as a three-dimensional projection. And, and that's true, but that's really sort of the after effect of what a hologram is. To actually create a hologram, you can see on the bottom right here, you take a laser, you shine it through a beam splitter, it goes in two directions. One of the, one of the beams goes to the object that you wanna project and the other one bounces off a mirror surface. And when they converge on that plate, the, the image gets imprinted onto that plate. But what's the most important component, at least in, in relationship to the new vision scanner is that that information that's encoded on that holographic plate is essentially you could cut the plate in half and when you shine the light the laser light through each half the whole the whole hologram will appear on the other side so you essentially will have two and it does not matter how many times you slice that plate million times five million times the smallest the smallest increment of that plate contains the information of the whole. And that is the most important holographic principle, that it is scalable at all levels. So essentially the part contains the whole. And here's a really good example that existed long before the physicists started talking about it. In uh, traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, if you were to go in for a traditional uh, consultation, the first thing that they would do is they would look at your tongue, they'd look at your hand, they'd look at, they'd feel your pulse, they'd look at your ear, they'd look at your feet, because they understood that the part contains the whole. You can look at the tongue and essentially diagnose a person's health, and it's not just physical when they're doing a diagnosis, they're looking at the emotional body, they're looking at the mental body. 
and to some extent some things that are happening in the spiritual domain you may have had reflexology on your feet but you can also have reflexology on your ear it's called auricular therapy and there are people that get more from needling on the ear than they do with work done on their feet and the same is true with the hand so this is an example of how the part contains the information of the whole um, i talked about how it rank orders everything through resonance and so resonance is a commonly used word but just to be more precise what we mean in the physics language is that when an object vibrates strongly it's will vibrate strongly when it's subjected to vibrations or regular impulses of frequency equal to or very close to its natural frequency and so i put the the parentheses in here so an object being you and the vibrations being the test items or the data points that are loaded into the system when we send a test item to your hologram the more strongly it vibrates, the higher ranking it gets in the system, okay? And I put current instead of natural because um, people are not static. They are dynamic and growing and changing. And so who you are now is not who you were last year or even yesterday or next year or further into your life. So in, in an organic system, the, the frequencies can change. So you know tuning forks are probably the most simple easy to understand example of resonance in action you strike a 440 hertz tuning fork and you hold another one that's exactly tuned to 440 next to it and the other one will start to vibrate because that or the original frequency is very close to or exactly the same as the second item and the hey, third Jonathan, principle, I just yeah. wanted to, you know, it, it, for it, you know, everyone here is married and probably has experienced this in their own realm. If you're in a room without ever saying a word or even looking at your wife, if your wife comes into the room as in a, in, as in a really shitty mood, how many of you have ever had that experience where you can feel it? And it's it's that same tuning fork. And so a lot of people will say, oh, they, they, I got a bad vibe from the person. You know, you sit across the desk. I just got a bad vibe. That's exactly what Jonathan is talking about here. It's that tuning fork and you match that resonance. Or, you know, that's why someone can enter a room, be in a really crappy vibe and bring you down because you're going to resonate. That second tuning fork, right, will end up resonating with the first one. So anyways, I always uh, like to bring that back because everyone has that experience with someone and they'll say bad vibes, bad vibes, and then somehow not equate that to other things that you might be mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Carl Jung's, you know, uh, well known for basically saying that um, whatever sort of darkness is ref whatever darkness you see in another person it being is being reflected back to you about your own darkness um so you can't experience something that you don't have the ability to resonate with so it's it's like not necessarily foreign that like that person is essentially just a mirror to resonate what already exists inside of you um uh, it, this is also something that we see when we do scans like i'll do scan on people and 
the the level of intimacy one person has with another, their married partner, their longstanding partner, um, you, you know, the sex the sex usually has a deep intimacy that I'm seeing really cross over into this, um, and the more bonded a couple is the more of that other partner's information I'll see in their field. So we, we, it takes a little bit more time to parse out what is uh, like mine, if I was going to do scan on myself, and what is my wife's. Um, another example is the same thing with kids. So I've done a number of scan on kids, and kids' fields are really, really open. And it's I've all, I see stuff in uh, that comes down from dad. I see stuff that comes down from mom. And so if we're trying to figure out like what's causing this particular illness with a kid, it's like we have to, we need both kind of mom and dad present to, to go, okay, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's, that's unique to this child. Uh, the third component of what this uses is something called psychotronics or radionics, but um, there is a long-standing uh, physics organization called the U.S. Psychotronics Association. Um, they're at psychotronics.org, and um, and so two of the board members, Glenn Ryan and Al Kropesky, they did an interview with me last month. Kurt was actually on that call. Um, and they talked about how psychotronics work. So if you want to go uh, just get a background on that, you can go over to that link. Um, just look for the replays at the Spiritual Science Roundtable. But um, essentially what psychotronics or radionics are, the, there are these boxes that essentially help tune a person to a target. So this is used in healing and agriculture. So I gave you the example of how New Vision started, its use in ag. Um, but there's always a target. So in that case, it, the target was a plot of land. Um, but in the healing context, it's usually a picture or a piece of hair because that picture or that piece of hair contains the information of the whole person. So it's based on, you don't need the entire person present. You just need an aspect of them, a piece of them, because the universe is holographic. And in, in, in the traditional way this works is like the healer kind of uses an intention to heal something. The box tunes that intention to the target, and that person receives the information of healing. And that healing exists, that healing energy is scalar energy and so scalar energy is something that um that that word came through uh nicole tesla was the first one to coin that word but this is a subtler energy than electromagnetic fields it can be measured people are studying it people are using scalar energy and devices for healing and other things and Glenn is probably who I mentioned in the last slide is the United States foremost scalar energy expert. He has an independent laboratory. He makes scalar devices. He tests scalar devices. So um, he's essentially figured out that the type of energy that is being sent is scalar. And we need to distinguish between um, energy and information so information is sort of the blueprint and the energy is the carrier frequency that takes that information to a person <laughs>